This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, July 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Newsom signs Trump resistance measure. Northy, farmers should get full CFAP. Virus may hinder FDA inspection restart. Following debates on water and Trump, Newsom signs resources bill. Before convening for what has become a month-long recess, the Senate battled over an omnibus trailer bill on public resources for the state budget. Among the debates, Senate Republican leader Shannon Grove of Bakersfield pushed back on a state water board proposal to skip environmental reviews for water rights certifications. She called it, quote, just another assault on our water supply for our farmers that would harm Central Valley jobs as well as food security. Republican Jim Nielsen of the Sacramento Valley said it was part of a continuing trend of granting more power and authority to state agencies unless it is litigated than it stands, he said. Moderate Democrat Anna Cabarello of Salinas also voted against the measure, saying it would have a deletous impact on a major energy producer in my region. She feared it would inhibit the Merced Irrigation District's effort to renew a federal license for its hydro system. Defending the measure at length, Senator Bob Wykoski of Fremont said it simply preserves the state of California's rights that the Trump administration is attempting to take away at this moment. He said the administration's proposed changes to the Clean Water Act would drastically roll back the board's authority. The state will lose its authority over seven other projects as well for the next 40 to 50 years, he said. On that note, the trailer bill also removed a provision for the Air Resources Board to reopen rulemaking on the state's cap and trade market. Instead, the Newsom administration and the Cal EPA secretary have made a commitment to work with this legislature on upgrading the program, according to an administration official. Well, in case you missed it, after two assembly members and several staff members recently tested positive for COVID-19, both House leaders decided to extend the summer recess until July 27th to allow for quarantine and a deep cleaning of the Capitol. USDA remaining aid out by the end of August. When USDA announced its coronavirus relief payment plan, it wasn't clear when or even whether farmers would get all of the payments that they were eligible for. Now Bill Northy, USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation, tells AgriPulse there should be enough money on hand to give farmers the remaining 20% of what they are due under the $16 billion coronavirus food assistance program. Northey says farmers should be getting those final payments by the time sign-up for CPAP ends on August 28th. We'd like to be able to do it earlier than that, Northey said, if we can look and see that we're going to have plenty of dollars. Yet, of course, we haven't even announced the third group of commodities yet, and we're still partway through sign-up. Last week, USDA announced decisions on dozens of additional specialty crops, were made eligible for CFAP payments. Take note, as of this month, USDA has an additional $14 billion available in its Commodity Credit Corporation account, Northey says. The department is awaiting a direction from Congress in the form of a new coronavirus aid package. 
The next round of CFAT payments is expected to compensate farmers for losses that have occurred since mid-April. Congress has said very clearly that they recognize the losses are well beyond that $16 billion being provided through CFAP, Northey said. House Appropriations moves ahead on the FY21 bills. The House Appropriations Committee will wrap up its work this week on its fiscal 21 spending bills, setting up floor action for after the full House returns to action a week from now. On Friday, the committee approved the Interior Environment Bill on a party-line 30-19 to vote. The legislation includes funding for EPA, the Interior Department, and the Forest Service. The committee adopted an amendment to the bill that would block EPA from finalizing its scientific data transparency rule that was first proposed in 2018. The rule is aimed at requiring that data used to support regulatory actions be publicly available. Critics say it would make it more difficult to use science in developing regulations. The amendment was adopted by voice vote. The Interior Environment Bill would increase EPA's budget by $318 million to $9.38 billion. The White House had proposed to cut EPA's budget by more than $2 billion. Today, the committee will take up its FY21 Energy Water Bill, which funds the Army Corps of Engineers. Also this week, tomorrow, Republicans in Texas 13th District will pick a nominee to replace retiring Representative Mac Thornberry. The runoff pits cattle industry leader Josh Weingartner against former White House physician Ronnie Jackson, who has President Donald Trump's support. The Democratic Party's platform drafting committee, it meets on Wednesday. Virtual town halls to focus on trade. With fairs and other ag exhibitions shut down this summer, several farm organizations will be sponsoring online town halls through August to focus on issues affecting agriculture trade, international supply chains, and global competitiveness. The town halls will be led by ag leaders in five states that will be important in the fall election. Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. AgriPulse President Sarah Wyatt will moderate the Iowa event July 30th. Subsequent events have been tentatively set for August 6th in Minnesota, August 13th in Michigan, August 27th in Pennsylvania. The Wisconsin date has yet to be determined. COVID-19 surge could slow FDA inspection efforts. FDA's efforts to resume prioritized domestic inspections of food establishments may be hampered by the rising tide of coronavirus cases. FDA issued a statement saying it is, quote, working toward the goal of restarting on-site inspections during the week of July 20th. But there were some important caveats. Said the agency, quote, we must see downward trends in new cases of COVID-19 and hospitalizations in a given area. Other factors include the availability of services such as public transportation. COVID-19 cases are rising in most states. Florida reporting more than 15,000 cases yesterday, the most for any state in a single day. FDA said, quote, for the foreseeable future, prioritized domestic inspections will be pre-announced to FDA-regulated businesses. Lawmaker struggles for herbicide resistance funding. 
Republican Representative Dan Newhouse of Washington says he'll continue to push for funding for a new herbicide resistance initiative in the Pacific Northwest after failing to get the issue addressed in the House Agriculture Appropriations Bill. Herbicide-resistant weeds fundamentally alter farming systems, forcing many farmers to rotate to less profitable and often less reliable crops, Newhouse said. I hope we can get a commitment to work on this with the Senate and in conference to find a solution for this important initiative. The impetus for the request comes primarily from the risk to the region's wheat growers and the possibility that they could be forced to discontinue no-tillage or low-tillage systems in order to control weeds. Herbicide resistance in weeds threatens the sustainability of our cropping system in the region. That according to Newhouse office. Here's today's They Said It. Given the dire economic recession created by the COVID-19 pandemic and the resulting budget cuts, the citrus industry is incredibly fortunate to have maintained this critical funding. That California Citrus Mutual on $5 million allocated in the budget for CDFA to cover research and outreach related to citrus greening. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, July 13th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.